Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're the Polter Gals. Spooky. <laughs> this episode, we'll be talking about Hotel Monte Vista in Flagstaff, Arizona. So, this hotel was built in the 1960s by the residents of Flagstaff, Arizona. Mm hmm. The residents wanted a newer hotel to help with tourism in the town. Mm, well, they sure got it. <laughs> I love your just you wait. I love your commentary. It's yeah. going to be haunted. <laughs> Fundraising started in April of 1926 and raised about $200,000 by prominent residents through tax money. So you're telling me it took so long for them just to raise money and then actually build it? it took like another 40 years. Could you imagine? People that were like 80, like, oh, finally this place is built. Finally. Finally. Well, it, it took some, not that long. I promise not that from long. 19, from 1926 to finally being built in 1960? That's crazy. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think I didn't. I don't know. I'm just kind of here. I got you. But so this would be like in 26. So like we start fundraising now and then like 2060, we're going to be so old. And we're like, mm, yeah, finally that oh, hotel's coming yeah, around. Pretty much. Great. But what I have written down was that con construction of a 73 room hotel began in 1917. Oh. And ended in 27. Oh. So like the fundraising started in 26. And then the hotel opened on New Year's Day of in 1927 under the name of community hotel mm -hmm. in honor of the townspeople but was later changed to monte vista meaning mountain view after the hotel's view of the san francisco san francisco peaks okay so i get it so it was built back in 1920s yeah. and then and then had its name changed later in 1960 yeah. got it cool okay and then this name was chosen by a 12 year old girl who ended up winning a contest <laughs> so cute i mean that's that's the, awesome. odds, the odds of it being a 12-year-old girl, though. That's adorable. 10 out of 10. 10 out of or 10. Or 12 out of 12. <laughs> 12 out of 12. And the hotel was later sold to a private investor in the 1960s, which is where 1964 comes in, mm -hmm. making it the longest publicly owned hotel in the state's history. That's so cool. Mary became the second woman in the world to be granted a radio broadcasting license in 27 
which was originally held in Detroit, but later she relocated to the hotel to help her brother. And the radio broadcast was set up as a 25-watt station, but later became a 100-watt show, airing three hours a day inside the hotel. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. In the 1940s and 50s, Western movies became a choice of the American public, and more than 100 movies were filmed nearby Sedona. 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 Sedona and Oak Creek Canyon. Ooh. During these films, the Hotel Monte Vista hosted many well-known guests. Uh, There are tunnels under the... Oh, where'd it go? <laughs> oh. There are tunnels under the hotel, which also connect it to other hotels, which is rumored to be built by the Chinese immigrants that snaked their way from Northern Arizona University downtown to Flagship. And you know what they say about tunnels. Those are like some of the most haunted stuff. They're haunted. Always. Just you wait. Uh, there is also a, f- there was a fire in the downtown area. And the Chinese migrant workers were blamed for this fire because of their cooking and cleaning practices. And racism. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, After the Chinese began, or after that, the Chinese began to use the systems to get around town without being harassed. And these tunnels are now used for storage and piping and is now supposedly home for lots of suspicious activity. Many items such as moonshine distilleries, gambling machines, and other items have been discovered in the depths of the flagship tunnels. They're about to discover something else in those flagship tunnels. (laughs) Just you wait. I'm just going to keep saying that. There's more coming. Oh, there's so much. You don't even want to know what's going on in those tunnels. I don't even want to know. I'm so scared. (laughs) So spooked already. So spooked. So the cocktail... Lounge opened during the Prohibition area, which mm-hmm. is rumored 1920s, baby. Prohibition, no alcohol for you. <laughs> that didn't happen. Rumor had it that during this time, there was a major bootleg operation speakeasy in this place, but local officers shut it down in 1931. The speakeasy was forced to shut down, but reopened too late two years later due to the Prohibition finally mm-hmm. ending. 1933. Yeah. A light on top of the hotel served as an emergency signal for the flagship in the 30s. Flashing would alert local authorities and citizens of hazards and catastrophic catastrophes. 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 (laughs) Hazards and catastrophes. Catastrophes. Oh my God. I can't even. Catastrophes. That's, That's too big of a word. That too, word. Too big. Word too big. Word Brain too, too small. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. In or around town. <laughs> Just continues. Ignore Debbie. Just keeps Ignores talking. Ignores all of it. <laughs> because all of it's true. Oops. Oops all brains. <laughs> Oops. Oh no. Anyways. A variety of stores have visited the hotel. Celebrities throughout the years that the hotel has named some of the rooms after the person who has stayed there. Uh, 203 or 204 is now Bob Hope. 216 is Michael J. Fox. 
and 210 is Zane Gray. Could you imagine staying in the Michael J. Fox room? Like, what? <laughs> I don't think I'd want to do that. Why? Why Michael J. Fox? Of all the comedians, of all the people, Michael J. Fox. I don't know. I think it was, like, whoever is, like, well-known at the time and the first person that stayed there. Yeah, but... But I, I don't know. He is a comedian, right? I'm not... Go J. Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael J. Fox. He's a Canadian-American actor. So I'm not the one that I'm thinking. Isn't that Marty McFly? Uh, sure, sure. Yep, you're right. <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> Which, what am I thinking of? I don't know. Because I was thinking of the one that plays Marty McFly in Back yeah, to the Future. Yeah, you're correct. I am wrong. Uh, so... The Hotel Monte Vista was a premier lodging choice from mid was the premier lodging choice for many Hollywood stars. In the forties and fifties, Western films were the on the rising Ow. Were, <laughs> I just stubbed my stove. Stubbed my stove? Stubbed stub my, my toe. And in the forties and fifties, Western films were on the rise, turning the wheels for more than a hundred movies to be shot nearby Sedona and Oak Creek Canyon. During these films, the hotel was hosted by, said this, but some of the guests were Jane Russell, Gary Cooper, Spencer, Spencer Tracy, John Way. The hotel was, the to- hotel has even been featured in Hollywood scenes. In a movie like, hey, <laughs> that was spooky. Yikes! Looked over my shoulder, and it was not the Poltergeist. It was Aaron. It was Aaron. Uh, Forrest Gump. It aired in Forrest Gump. Woo! And then run, Forrest, run. What? Oh, we're gonna have to run, run away from these ghosts. Are you yawning in my studio? Um, excuse me, ma'am. It is our studio. <laughs> I was here first. <laughs> and it is also recognized as a U.S. registered historic place. Wow. So there's that. It's historical. Okay. You know that those are always haunted. Well, now we got through chicken nuggies. Oh, hold on, guys. Now it's time to stop for a chicken nugget break. All right. And we're back from our chicken nugget break. I bet you guys listened to some real good commercials. Shout out to Aaron for providing us with our nugs. He's our nug dealer. (laughs) You can't see Allison's face, but she just shoved a whole chicken nugget in her face, and now she's laughing so hard. Okay. That's horrible timing. Now for some hot Are you crying? I I cry when I yawn, okay? (laughs) I'm so so happy that these nuggies came in. God bless the chicken nuggets. Okay. This is the second time we've gotten Chick-fil-A on the show. They better sponsor us. Now that we're done talking about the history, let's talk about some hauntings. So countless accounts of paranormal activity has occurred inside the hotel's walls, including apparitions, physical touches, and even intelligent responses. There have been reports of dozens of spirits at the hotel, and it's even recommended to ask the staff for the best stories from their past shifts. So even the people that work there have many stories, and they can tell you uh, quite a few anecdotes from um, their visitors in their hotel, both alive and dead. (laughs) But that sounds like normal stuff. 
Well, listen. It's normal ghosty stuff. Listen, it's going to get wild. Oh, no. So, it's actually named one of the most haunted places in Arizona. And it's only two hours north from Phoenix um, along Route 66. So, Route 66 within itself is known to be haunted. So, so that's not your normal, typical. So, not your normal, typical ha- haunting. I just had a hiccup. <laughs> oh. So... Um, as we went through, um, like with the Stanley Hotel, we're going to go by room number and I'm going to tell you about some of the hauntings that can be seen in each room. Um, that way, if you want to go stay there, you know what room to stay in, depending on what ghost you would like to encounter. Oh no. So in room 220, there's the meat man (laughs) and that's M-E-A-T, meat man, not Lady Gaga, not her wearing a meat dress. This is a meat man. Uh, meat meat oh yeah. no so he is known by his strange habit of hanging meat from the chandelier in the 1980s he was found in his room 3 days after his death and no one knows how he died so um <laughs> you just excuse me yeah. so he hung meat from the chandelier mm-hmm. and then died yeah that's it that's all you got to know about the meat man <laughs> <laughs> that's any more details so yeah so here's so of course he died and no one can figure out why he died maybe there was like some bad meat that he ate i don't know (laughs) i don't know because he was hanging it from the chandelier i don't know it's like that it's like chandelier how does i want to swing meat from the chandelier (laughs) from the chandelier i want to swing meat from the chandelier (laughs) From the chandelier. I can't. If you could like and post like make that like a little like good, oh, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> if not, you could totally have that in all of its glory. <laughs> um. So yeah. So this guy was hanging meat from the chandelier, and then in 1980 he was found three days after his death, but still no one knows how he died. Um. And so there are many accounts of seeing him. So, a maintenance worker left his room after turning off the lights and locked the door. After returning to the room, a few minutes later, the TV was on and the bed was all messed up. And no one had been in the room. Um, so, this maintenance worker is saying that this is, in fact, the meat man being sloppy in the bed and, um, you know, just watching some TV. He's probably watching, like, how the sausage is made or something, right? How the sausage is made. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what a meat man watch. I don't know. Um so uh this was and then so that was one of the accounts and then um this also is one of the rooms where it's common uh to have the feeling of being touched by hands i don't i don't want to be touched by meaty hands (laughs) so i'm good um room 220 may not be the room for you (laughs) you don't like those beefy hands beefy hands (laughs) the beefy meat man um so yeah this is one of the rooms where you'll feel like you're being touched i don't know maybe he's trying to like pick you up and hang you from the chandelier no No? (laughs) oh no um so (laughs) so that's room 220 um in room 305 um this is known for the rocking chair um so this room it's most common for seeing a woman in a rocking chair um which is you know pretty common that's pretty ghosty right a woman in a rocking chair i feel like that's common though yeah and then um, the other thing that often happens in 305 is you hear knocking coming from inside your closet. So I don't that's, know if she's still in the closet, that's but pretty, that's pretty creepy. And why is she not? Why has she not come out? Hmm, she needs to come out of the closet. <laughs> come on, ghost. 
We're in 2021 it's, now. Yeah. You're not in whatever year you died. You can be gay. <laughs> it's fine. Now we got gay ghosts and meat mans. <laughs> okay, so that's room 305. Um, and then room 306, this is the woman of the night. Ooh. Um, I don't know. Let's let's find out what, what she did. Uh, I bet you know what oh, women of the night are. This one's more than one. She. Wim, women of the night. Um, so in the 1940s, two prostitutes were brought into this room and killed. They were then thrown off of the third <laughs> floor. What is up with people being blasted out of windows? Um, so they were murdered. I'm so sorry. I'm laughing. I should not be laughing. So they were killed and then thrown off the third floor. Um, awfully tragic prostitutes or women of the night PC, um, were obviously very mistreated back in the 1940s. Um, and did not have as many rights as, you know, our women of the night today. Um, so. <laughs> thrown out. Yeah, so they were murdered and then thrown out of the third floor window. Um, so in this room, there are feelings of being watched um, to the point where people can't even go to sleep. Like, they're so worried. They cannot go to sleep. I don't know if it is possible that the prostitutes are just, like, watching over them. Um <laughs> I feel like I should I mean, not say prostitute. I feel like that's incorrect. I'm sorry. If I'm offending anybody by saying the word prostitute. <laughs> prostitute. Prostitute. Please forgive me. <laughs> but maybe they're trying to get thrown out. Th- maybe it's the guys trying to throw them out. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the murderer or maybe it's the women of the night. Um, but that's what room 306 is known for. Right next to the room with the rocking chair woman. Um, so um, those are some of the rooms. And then... Um, there's also reports of a phantom bellboy, which oh. is pretty cool. Um, there are reports of hearing knocks at guest doors and no one being there. At room 210, there have been reports of seeing him standing at the door. Their reports have said that he's always friendly and kind. Um, so he is just a bellboy here to help you out. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, have I you still, seen... I still think that would be scary. Have you seen that SpongeBob episode where they turn the Krusty Krab into a hotel? No. What? No. Okay, so there's a there's a Krusty Krab oh, episode no. where Squidward is the bellboy and he has to keep going up and down all these stairs. Uh, yes. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. okay yeah. Yes. Well, that's what I'm imagining here, um, but they said that he's kind and friendly, and is the best. So yeah. Is it? Isn't that Marty McFly's room? Oh, Marty McFly's room. No, his name. His is oh, two sixteen. Two sixteen. Oh, two ten is the Zane Gray room. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. So okay. 210, the Zane Gray room, you can see the Phantom Bell Boy. Um, and then... Um, this next one is just This sad. next one is just sad. So there is a baby in the basement. Try saying that five times fast. Baby in the basement. Baby in the basement. <laughs> baby in the basement. You got me after two. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get any better the more I say it. It makes it even sadder. Um, so there are often sounds of an infant crying in the basement, mostly by maintenance and laundry personnel. Many employees would run up the stairs to escape the sound of the baby. It is said that the baby belonged to a prostitute who was forced to kill her baby. That's horrible. Which is even more. So this hotel, um, of course, within its wild rest reputation, um, has a very tragic history with sex workers and, uh, women of the night. Um, and I I think that, again, that goes back to our theory that, you know, the more places where violence happens, um, especially when it's like 
even even though like famous people visited it, you know, like it still has that that past. Yeah, and I think I remember looking into this that specific case, and it mm-hmm. was the prostitute had ended up going there, and they kind of shamed her into being a prostitute and getting pregnant. Aww. Like it was not common for them to end up pregnant and keeping them, so they kind of like. Yeah, shamed her into having a kid, and it's like you don't need that. You, you that's all you do is sleep around this and that. So they kind of like because it kind of hinders your job. Yeah. So and they're like, no, but no man wants to wow. sleep with somebody that's already pregnant and this and that. That's such a sad. Like, it is to very know sad that she got like put down for being pregnant. Yeah, poor baby. Um, but yeah, so many of the employees are like, so I mean, I don't want to say annoyed cause you know, it's so sad, but they're so annoyed. They like literally run up the stairs just so they don't have to listen to it I anymore. Mean, I don't even know if it's annoyed or just out of fear. Like they know that mm-hmm. what had happened. So they're kind of scared of like what would happen to them yeah. if they just kind of like stayed down there and ignore it. Yeah. Um, well after that one, the next one, um, is the six foot man. So there are reports of a six-foot shadow man in the basement who tends to show himself uh, to wanderers or to delivery people, and he tries to scare them. So he's not friendly. Maybe they're running from him. You know, maybe. Do you think maybe that the six-foot man is just trying to protect the baby? So he's, like, scaring the people away to protect it? I don't know. That's That that would be, like... That that would seem logical. That seems logical, but also, like... mm, it's also ghosts, so maybe it's or maybe it's one of the guys that shamed that lady. Mm, maybe, maybe he's getting his retribution. I don't know. So that's the story of the six foot man in the basement. Um, then the next one is the dancing couple, uh, which is back to being adorable. I just imagine like me and my husband like just dancing into our ghosthood, even though we both can't dance. So it'd just be like two awkward white people, like. <laughs> Kind of moving their bodies against the rhythm. Um, so <laughs> on multiple encounters, uh, staff and guests have seen a transparent couple dancing in the cocktail lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, both are seen wearing formal dance. Uh, both are seen in formal wear, dancing, laughing, and smiling at each other. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess, uh, you know, it wasn't until death do them part. Because even in yeah, death, they're still together. Wait, my tears are Allison's away. literally crying, guys. <laughs> It's so sad, but also gorgeous. And I love it. (laughs) Okay, now that we talked about some of the hauntings, I'm going to actually talk about something that happened there. Um, So this is, like, what they're most famous for, is for this, um, this, like, bank robbing that happened. So three men robbed a bank and had a shootout with law enforcement. One of the men got shot, leaving the other two to drag him out to the hotel. Um, they decided to have a drink, and while they were there, one was ended. One ended up dying due to blood loss, uh, and that one guy who robbed robbed the bank is known to like go around the lobby. So you can literally see a criminal in That's the lobby. Um, so yeah, so this was, there was this huge bank robbery. Um, so he died in the lounge. Um, he's also said to greet people coming in. Good morning. So even though he's a criminal, he still says he's good morning to everybody. Sweet. He's at least being but, nice, you know. But that's insane. Like, who is gonna stop at a hotel to have a drink? Like, that is. Why would you? <laughs> well, because it was the cocktail lounge. 
Okay, but if you're <laughs> shot and you just got caught robbing something, why are you going to hmm, stop? I'm so- going to rob a bank. Let me just run in this hotel yeah. to escape and hang out. <laughs> Let me just get a drink real fast. Let me shoot a whiskey. That, Let me shoot a fashioned back. A fashion. Not an old fashioned. Not an old fashioned. Just a fashion. fashion. But uh, that's what I don't understand. Like, that's suspicious. Listen, this you're is gonna the have, Wild West. You're going to have a gunshot, like a bullet he wound. He just died in the... Like, you imagine your bartender's like, sir, are you okay? Are you sure you should be drinking that whiskey and you just shoot it back and then die on the floor? <laughs> God. I'd be like, um, sir, can you Died of a shot. I know. Crazy. Um, that's not not a gunshot, <laughs> but a shot shot. He died from a shot. <laughs> shot, shot, shot. Am I right? <laughs> Everybody, shot, oh. shot, 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 shot. Um, so he's he's he often greets people saying good morning um, and then many of the guests have reported a feeling of a spirit next to them um, although the bank robber is not entirely to blame because there's also been many shootings um, there have been many shootings of cowboys on horseback in the lobby and drunken brawls so no one's really entirely sure who exactly it is because like I said this is the wild wild west and they got real wild back in the west or maybe it was a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Three men were cowboys, robbed a bank, mm-hmm. and then got shot. Maybe. I don't know. But there are also, like, drunken brawls because, obviously, it's a cocktail lounge. That's so true. where else do you have your drunken brawls at? Um, if you have them at home, that's it's just boring. you're just an alcoholic and you're boring. <laughs> if you have them at a hotel in the Wild West, you're a Sauvignon. You're just normal. You're just a cowboy. You're a... Oh, no. You're a... a you know, you're a, I don't know, a, a rustling, a rootin' tootin' cowboy. Rootin' tootin' cowboy. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so um, with the bellboy, there's also the elevator attendant who can off- who can often be seen. Um, so the first to have a self-serve elevator, um, they have reported there's a man um, asking you when you step in, what floor? So um, he's trying to be helpful. Um, though this goes on to my theory that ghosts are just impressions of um, people's past and the things they did every day. Um, so simply he's just saying, what floor? Where are, we, where are we going? Let me push these buttons on the elevator. Um, but it was really cool because they were also one of the first hotels to have a self-serve elevator. Um, but they've often heard a man asking them what floor to go to. So. And they can see him. It says that they can, he can be seen through their mirrors. Mm-hmm. Their refle- that's so when they're leaving the elevator, he can be seen in the reflection of the mirrors. Um, so as you're stepping out, if you just look in the corner of your eye, you can see him standing there, um, just attending the elevator. Um, and then there have been many reports of footsteps that follow guests down the hall. Um, there's also been whispers in a person's ears. Um, some spirits even make weird noises or move furniture around in empty rooms. So That's not creepy. That's not creepy. That's just normal. That's just normal ghost behavior. I mean. Out true. of all of these accounts, that's what true. is that's the creepiest? The, honestly, I want to say. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I want to say the baby or the meat man, like the, the meat man. The okay, meat, it's just, not what's really up with this deal. It's not like, that what's it's really, deal? it's not that it's really creepy. It's just it's like, why are you gonna hang meat meat from the chandelier of I all things? I wanna swing meat from the chandelier. <laughs> but I want to say the baby's pretty creepy. Yeah, that's really, really sad. And uh, you know, like 
with everything happening and with the the amount of prostitutes that were murdered in this hotel alone um, and drunken brawls and cowboy shootings and everything. This really was a Wild West story, um, which is now one of the most haunted places in Arizona. I mean, that's crazy, though. Yeah. There's so much, honestly, in yeah. this hotel. And, of course, the Hotel Monte Vista um, does have, you know, a very colorful past. And there's plenty of things that happen. Oh, yeah. Um but it might be one of those places uh, that's really fun to visit. And now you know which rooms to visit and which rooms not to visit. Yes. Or so visit them all. Just stay in a different mm-hmm. room every night. Why not? Do so it. You have 203, 204 for Bob Hope, mm-hmm. 216 for Michael J. Fox, mm-hmm. Marty McFly. Marty McFly. And then the Zang Gray room, which is 210. Okay. Yep, that's all of them. Um, and that was this episode of the Poltergals. Thank Yay. you guys for listening. Thanks, and be sure to check us out on our all of our social media and at the underscore Poltergals. And you can also email us any of your experiences, pictures, whatever. If you felt like we missed information of this location mm-hmm. at the Poltergals at gmail dot com. Yeah, and, and we would love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe. Push all those buttons, like us, follow us. Push all of them. Push them all. Push, Push all those buttons. <laughs> Push all those buttons in the elevator with the haunted <laughs> elevator attendant. Don't look over your shoulder. It's us, the, the Polter Gals. Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs>